Enter now the age of apocalypse, Shiga, with your hosts, Dayspring and Scott Free. The name's Cable. Remember it. And the only people who can stop apocalypse are the mutants known as Dayspring, Scott Free, and Michelle. This is Captain America, and we need to defeat apocalypse. Oyapel Familia, I am here with literally my childhood idol who's become one of my friends because <laughs> we just had lunch in New York a couple weeks ago. Agustin uh-huh. Rodriguez, aka Skin. Oh, Paul, what's up? What's up? Good to see you. Good to see you. This is so funny. It feels so funny. You're like one of my childhood. I'm like, wow. It's uh, it's cool though. I'm glad. I'm glad you uh, you know, you totally went to the the film the comics and you know it's a lot of fun it, it, it's cool it just i mean it covers so much and and yeah we are friends so paul i want to say guys you're watching this paul's a good guy great heart and really it's like the other stuff that you do to like give of yourself i really appreciate it that means a lot Bro, so it's like- no we've talked about this before first of all thank you for that i mean just hearing you say that it's like a mind blow like my mind is blown right there but no, man, you know, I grew up a Cuban kid from Miami. I can say I live in Miami again now, so I can say from my hometown here. But there weren't heroes like you on TV until there were heroes like you on TV. And you wow. were a pioneer, man. And that scene in the in the movie in Gen X when you're leaving La Familia there. And I just uh-huh. I get that, man. Like, it just it it hit me and I saw myself and I saw my family at a time when that wasn't out there. So thank you for everything you did. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And I have to say, like, it really, I don't know if I mentioned it last time we spoke. Uh, I did an episode of uh, of New York Undercover, right, for Fox. And then it was based on that. I never auditioned for, for Gen X. It was based on that. They had seen my work and, you know, invited me to come on and and be in this in this film and 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 do it so i mean i had no idea really what it was i think i mentioned to you before it, it was you know all i knew was that oh this film my agent is telling me you're in this this offering you this part i'm like um i, I don't remember i don't remember auditioning you know you didn't audition they saw your work oh, okay and i'm looking at the info and bits and pieces gen x generation x my role is skin. I'm like, okay, wait, I, what kind of movie is this? <laughs> I, got a, a I got, I got standards here. I don't, I don't. Want to <laughs> and really, that's what I thought at the time. So when I read it, and I get the comic, like your backdrop right there, I got, I got that actual that that image. They they sent me like three or four comics, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fun. This is so cool. I get to be like a teenage mutant. You know, I was a teenage werewolf. I was a teenage mutant. So, <laughs> yeah. how cool is that? And then now, what we see, right? Marvel Universe, like what's going on everywhere. It's like exciting. It's like, man, it's it's become so. They gotta bring it back. Could you talk to somebody, Paul? Could you hook me up? I promise you, I've, I've I've slid in people's DMs, but I I have to tell you, and we talked about this. I don't know if it was the episode we had you on last oh. year, but it may have been with Heather and Randall. But you guys. 
movies that would come out, the X-Men movies that would come out, they would sort of lift your vibe. I mean, the the mansion is the same. The definition of a mutant, you know how it kind of starts off in the movie, it's like mutant definition. That was uh-huh. used in the Fox X-Men. So you guys were just right. pioneers. Yeah, they, they owe us something, man. They just copied our stuff, man. We <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to say this too. This is now we're talking about all the positive stuff. That, yeah. I did see it. This was funny, it made me laugh. I saw this uh uh this uh um um thumbnail go up on YouTube and it said worst movie ever question mark and it's my face. So <laughs> there are many Really, I'm serious because wait, is it for Gen X? Is it for Gen X or there were people, people that it. were there were haters, man. There were I'm serious. People were like, oh, these people, everyone except these people and some of these kids. And I'm like, you know, that skin guy. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I well, you guys to- were being we, I know this to be fact that you guys were held with your contracts for a long period of time because it was watched so well. And you guys didn't sort of know what was going to happen after the fact so it uh-huh. the fact that we're still here talking about it and that movie came out in like what 1996 it's been a minute yeah. it's been a minute something <laughs> like that you know what i mean like it's i was 17 dude you were 17 no I was, yeah. well you were 17 in. <laughs> but dude i have to tell you one of the things that i love you know about getting to know you now is sort of you've kind of given me a little peek behind the curtain of some of the things you've done you know one of the stories he told me, and and it, I'll let you run with it, and and tell me if I sure. if I'm butchering your story. But you auditioned for the role of Robin as well for the Joel Schumacher films, and if we could have had you, bro, you would have been a perfect Robin. Oh man, <laughs> what could have been? I could have been a contender. I could have been a somebody of Cape Crusader. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I I at that time it was way before obviously when you know it came out I did audition for the part of Robin it was it was not entitled Batman and Robin I forgot the official title but they were trying to they were considering making him a perhaps black or latino and making him some kind of like you know uh power of the people like standing up kind of like a Robin Hood meaning like someone who speaks up for those who can't speak for themselves and speaking up for like a, like a, a a revolutionary and I thought oh Man, this is I love this, right? Um, Pueblo Unido, that we needed to see right? that. That would have been so cool. But yeah, I had auditioned for that, and you know, went how it went. But that's fine. I never felt bad about it. Or here's the thing, and I, I should say this. I should mention this because sometimes we can feel this as actors. There's certain things we do. I, you know, audition for some of the same part, like John Leguizamo. We audition for some of the. Pain. The Romeo and Juliet with with uh, with the guns, right? Then yeah, Leonardo the Leo, Dan, the Baz Luhrmann one. The Baz Baz Luhrmann is one of my favorite directors. I auditioned for that. I went and I read. They showed me the mockups of it. When I read for it, I got called back, and and then it, you know, it, you know, worked out with with John Leguizamo. I feel this. Um, everyone has their journey. Everyone has their journey. They have their their track, their 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 mission, and what they're supposed to do. So no one can like whatever is meant for you, Paul. No one can take it away. Whatever is meant for me, no one can. T- so I'm, it's not like oh we're competing. We're not. We have our own our own you know track. We have our own thing. We're nobody has your DNA. Nobody has your fingerprint. Like I just really believe that's so true. Um, so anyway, I, I really I've always seen it that way. I'm not really you know, jealous personally. Oh man, I could Robin. (laughs) 
Well, no, I mean, first of all, something that's so incredibly evident about you is that you have a light that radiates. You know what I mean? So, like, you, you, you are exactly where the universe is meant for you to be. And secondly, first of all, I, I want to know what it was like to audition for that Boz Lerman. Yes, thank you so much for what you shared. I just I thank God for anything that I'm able to contribute, you know, while I'm on this planet, right? Yeah. I um, uh, Yeah, I, I had, it was years ago. <laughs> I was called in in Chelsea and this little like rented studio. And they Wait, had in Mark Chelsea, up. New York? Chelsea in New York City. Yes, that's why I did it. Really, and they had shot some of the B, some of the B um, footage already um, on in Venice, Venice Beach. So they had like kind of like a, a collage, a little like mock up of what it's gonna look like. And then the guy was explaining it to me. So basically, and I, and I was trying. Why like, was it Boz? I believe it was him when he had darker hair yeah. that I had met, who, who was explaining this to just down to earth, nice guy, like saying mm -hmm. this is what it's gonna be like. And then we read a couple times and. You know, that was it. But normally an actor, they wouldn't show you like mock-ups. They wouldn't show you all these things. There were certain exp experiences I've had. Um, and and, and I'll, I'll bring this up about that. We talked about the menu a little bit. So I have to talk about it. I, I want to hear about all about it. I mean, speaking of John, of course, the menu. <laughs> yes, because I didn't, I didn't, there was, um, okay. Here, here's how it all ties in together. The menu is about to come out, this film. I'm dying to see it because it looks really good. Ray Fiennes is an amazing actor. I had the honor to work with him on Strange Days, this film. Uh, John Leguizamo, we've never, we've we've had short conversations. He invited me to a show. We had nice guy. I love his work, like love it. So never worked with him yet. So, but I'm always like cheering for him. I see a Latino up there. I'm like, yes, like just really am, seriously. Um, and I can go on tangents, by the way. Let me just warn you. <laughs> Do your tangents. <laughs> Bro, we, we we this is your this is your room. You tell us. Come on. So so I, I have a T-shirt. This is Tangent Man. A friend of mine, uh, <laughs> Lena, gave to. I'm serious. Anyway, so so side note. Um, uh, with John Leguizamo. What did I say? Tangent Man. He did it. But Robin. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, we're in the menu. <laughs> the menu is so, about to come oh, out. You're dying to I've, see I've it. Had, yeah, experiences. I okay. So I'd never just been just cast for something without auditioning auditioning for it and that was um at that point uh that was for generation x i didn't audition for it that was a new a, a new you know new step also um the boz lerman you know reading for romeo and juliet like i'd never they never go through the trouble of showing you the mock-up the production design yeah, and, it, and that was for tybalt right tybalt i'm probably not part of tybalt. yes yeah, yes, yeah, yes you rat casha will you walk yeah. yes 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 i said it like that too it's probably I mean, why you have passed. such a Shakespearean <laughs> quality. Like, man, yeah, I would have yeah, loved to have seen yeah. that. Tibble, you rat gotcha. Tibble. I'm like Tibalt. Tibalt. There goes my English degree. I'm burning my English degree right now. Cobalt. That's okay. It's okay. So, um, yeah, I just did a, a Shakespeare thing with a buddy of mine, Mark Vaughn. Actually, I did a, a wow. we did a scene from Macbeth. And, um, yeah, anyway, that's a whole see tangent. So, tangent. Wait, okay, wait, keep focus on this, thing, and then we'll go to Focus, focus. A thing that I um, that I experienced was I what I usually never experience on a film. We had I auditioned, I got the role, and I for um, Strange Days. So they invite me to the to the reading, the read through, and I thought I just have one scene with with Ray Fines, and I'm like I'm so that's kind of nice to invite me. Normally they won't. If it's just a you know I'm thinking it's just one scene. It's not really. They invite me to the read through. I get to meet Angela Bassett, of course, Ray Rafe. Um, Angela Bassett, Juliet Lewis, Michael Winslow, I think. 
the, was the villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and um, oh, I forgot my other buddy here who was in Do the Right Thing was the younger brother. Anyway, I tried. nice guy. That no, it's a, it's a huge cast here. Vincent, obviously, who plays the kingpin, is also in it. Wow. So it's like, yeah, yeah so amazing people, right? And um, so that's cool. I've been invited to, you know, I've done read-throughs before. The thing I did not experience were the rehearsals. So Catherine Bigelow, she's, you know, James Cameron's ex-wife, um, was the director, which I loved. I'm like, we need more women direct. I'm like, yes, let me listen. Yeah. Let's, let's create. Let's do this. Um, Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> yes, I dance and sing. No. So. Um, Multi-talent. Oh, so so no no so he, no I act like I sing trust me I don't so 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 we rehearse in a you normally you we would falling down for example Michael Douglas normally we we go there for most films or TV you know okay you go there the day of you do your work you show up you block for camera block for the crew block block for gaffers you know grips and all that and then uh, and then you kind of run through it work with the director they set it all up and you do your thing whatever you know. B team comes in, the standard comes in, blah, blah, blah. Um, we didn't do that for this. We did, they did that part, but we didn't do, we rehearsed like it was a play, meaning like we met on days uh, to work on the scene, on the acting. What are we doing and why? Yeah, it's a simple little scene or a short scene with him. And here I am working with Ray Fines. At that point, he had been, uh, you know, nominated huge. or won for Fucking you know, huge. Schindler's List. And I'm just like, I'm looking at him like he's like, you know, really loving his work. And he's just down to, like, we're doing a play. He's like, okay, well, Augustine, what do you think? I was, I'm thinking about this, this, what, what, maybe, and we're both working, to, like, we're two workmen working at a scene. Exactly. It felt like theater. And we were at this, like, in this kind of, like, empty warehouse space where we, we rehearsed a few times, a couple times before, you know, shooting. And I just thought, wow, that was really cool. And that was a first. So what was, so Angela Bassett, obviously, you know, Wakanda forever right now. What was that like? I mean, like one of the things I love about your career is that you've worked with such stellar actors. I mean, talent attracts talent, you know, as, as evident here. What was that like though? Like just like meeting Queen Ramonda back in the day. I, I mean, she's just, just a classy, beautiful lady, you know, very mm -hmm. super warm, nice, you know, and just, I just felt totally, you know, comfortable just, just, sometimes you get starstruck. There's certain people and I'll tell you in a few minutes, maybe a few minutes, I just kind of like, oh my gosh, she touched me. But no, with, with, no, I met her, Juliet Lewis. I was just like, wow, she was super nice, super, uh, just down to earth. And again, my scene was with Rafe, not so much with any of the other actors, but here I am sitting through the whole read through where, you know, I'm just seeing all of them work and it's just like man this is cool like the bad guy from the crow like <laughs> you know well it seems to me that like you were a name and they were bringing you in for all of that because there probably weren't enough like latino actors back in the day and you were exceptionally talented thank you thank you paul yeah i, I yeah, I think, it, yeah, I was busy at that time. Actually, yes, I had worked on a few things, um, episodics, uh, that falling down, final analysis, Richard Gere, Kim Basinger, Uma Thurman, get Kill Bill, right, Uma Thurman? We, Uma listen, Thurman. we are big Kill Bill fans here. Like, I was literally just listening <laughs> to the soundtrack today. Yes, I mean, that those movies are, are incredible. I think I like volume two better than volume one. 
Yes, I like. I never saw. I saw just the first one, which I oh, love. The first I never, one. I never oh, got the first to see the great. other ones. I was just like, mm, I got to check that out. Okay, well, and you're I coming back, and we're gonna do a like live watch along with Skin himself for Volume Two. Like, how much fun let's would that do be? That. Let's do that. Let's do that. I um yeah I I uh so I got to I mean final analysis Richard Gere, Kim Basinger, Uma Thurman, uh, Eric Roberts. Uh, you know, just oh gosh, man, Eric know. Roberts is a big name too. Okay, wait. <laughs> You did 11 episodes. I have this in my notes here for something, and I have to mention it, for Moon Over Miami. Oh, yes, yes. Tell me about Moon Over Miami, bro. I just saw the Moon Over Miami. I was in Miami in August. Shut the fuck up, man. You know, next time you're down here, we're we're taking you out to dinner, man. Like, Okay, man, I I didn't even know. I forgot that you were, like, from there. I'm thinking, I don't know what city people are. You know, we're Zooming. Um, but yeah, yeah, and I have this background here because the apartment I bought is like needs so many renovations and stuff like that. No, man, but like, yeah, and we met in New York multiple. You know, we've talked yes. about New York multiple times. But anyways, oh, continue. Oh, Moon over Miami. Tell me about Moon over Moon Miami. Over, uh, we shot yeah eleven episodes. I was wow. I have to tell you of of the kind of um, roles that I played. Uh, there were roles that I just enjoy. Some of them are intense. Right, you've seen a right killer pretending yeah. to be running from the cops yet again. <laughs> Law and order, all the, right? I'm like, cool, that's fine. And I enjoyed. I'm grateful for each one. But the of the ones that really stood out to me, um, there were certain ones. Gen X, right? Mm-hmm. Generation X, Moon Over Miami, because here I am playing like somebody who's articulate, who's well dressed who, you know, is street smart, but yet has his ear, has his ear to the street, but also like he's able to function in different uh, worlds. And, um, and he was working with the main detective with Bill Campbell, Ali Walker, Marlo Marin, uh, you know, Bill Campbell, Ali Walker, just, I love, it's just dear, dear, amazing people. Um, love those guys. Uh, it was an amazing experience uh, to shoot 11 episodes, all kinds of, um, Yes. So here's the thing, though, that I find it really hard to talk about younger with younger people today. They don't understand that representation was really terrible back back in the 90s. So when you have a role like in Moon Over Miami or Generation X, why it spoke so directly to a viewer like me was that you didn't see Latinos like that. And And so, again, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't mean to like you know, keep complimenting you, but like there weren't actors like you out there. So that's why when you tell me things like you went in for Robin, you went in for Romeo and Juliet, I'm like, I would have gone crazy seeing that because A, not only were you exceptional, I mean, you're a very talented actor, you know that. But secondly, you know, these are roles that were, that, that, that need to be spotlit that other people need to see because they just did not exist. You know, like, I mean, I do have the advantage that growing up, I would see, you know, telenovelas with my abuela. So seeing Spanish actors weren't mm-hmm. very odd, but like it was the general USA, the USA was not watching La Usupadora, you know what I mean? In the nineties, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? La Madrasta. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We did. We did an episode, by the way, for Moon Over Miami. We did a an episode that took place on the set of a of a novella. So Dude, it I was all track you know, these episodes down. Yes, yes, it was. It was. It was. T- so anyway, it was just a lot of fun. You got to see it. You got to be, you know, romantic and cheesy, and you know, 
I mean, beautiful girls. I don't mind. I can work hard that way. I can do it. <laughs> so Amen. We, we have, we did, have, wait, we did you plus- shoot in Miami? Did you shoot in Miami? I'm sorry to cut yeah, you off. Yeah, I had, to, I had to relocate and move to Miami. I was there. Um, yeah. Oh, do you and remember thought- where you lived? On South Beach. Of course. 1500 Bay Road, Morton Towers. I think the there's still buildings there. I think they're they're reconfigured or they tore them down, tore them down and build up something else. But 1500 Bay Road is where I used to live. I don't live there now. <laughs> it's on the Bay Side. Beautiful. I mean, you get to, it was, you know, awesome. I mean, to be to be in Miami is like, oh, come on. You, you know, it's just fun city, party city. You know, the vibrant, just music, tropical. You feel like you're uh, like on an You are on an island. It's, yeah, Miami, Miami back in the day, especially in the 90s, was a uh, was a really fun time. I'm looking at the pilot right here. It's on uh, it's on YouTube, man. The, the someone dropped the episodes here. Someone recently, yeah. Some I found because I couldn't find them before, and someone recently found. I've got a bunch of VHS, uh, <laughs> some of the old stuff, but yeah, someone had recently dropped a bunch of stuff there uh, not that long ago. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is on here. This is on here. Dude, yeah. you have a ponytail in this. Yeah, I had long hair. My hair was to like the middle of my back. I just, you know, kept it in a ponytail because it, it was just like, you know, like Tina Turner. Like, if I left it out, it was too much. It was just too much to deal with. It's like, I can't go out tonight. No, I'm, not, I'm washing my hair. I, I know. And I, I understood what that meant. Yeah. You know, you go out to hang out, people smoking cigarettes. I'm like, oh, I just wash my hair. <laughs> anyway. Wait, but so, 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 so tell me about, but so this was 93 in a couple of years, you would be doing generation X. I mean, yes. what was it like when you just like stepped on set and you saw Fanola dressed in white, like Emma, Fr- like, did you fucking, I would ask if you were starstruck cause you saw uh, Fanola, but you've already been working with such amazing actors at that point in your career, but I, still. No, I was actually what, because yeah. generate general hospital. Remember? Oh, right. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh my gosh. It's like, what? I get to work with this amazing. And again, gracious, super classy lady, like super nice, you know? I mean, her, Jeremy, all the, you know, Randall, uh, Heather, the whole, you know, Bumper, the Susan, Suzanne, um, the whole crew, just super nice folks. Just, it was, you know. We we we've had the majority of your cast on the podcast, and yeah, share- a, how about a reunion, well, like, dude? If you're calling, I haven't, it right- seen, I haven't talked to. I talked to Randall like years ago on the phone, and Heather, I ran into. It was years ago, so it's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute, dude. You know, a group email is coming now that you fucking said that. Now that Skin himself has said it, we're doing it. It's going to be a reality, man. Tell them, tell them there's a sequel. And that I'm, I don't know. I got to be careful. Right? We'll it's say Marvel. that. Yeah, yeah. Marvel's going. Man, Doctor Strange too. Everyone thought that Doctor Strange was going to open up portals and we would see different, you know, uh, universes, especially like the Fox X Men. And we thought maybe they'd give us Generation X as well. But eh. who can we talk to? How can we get this done? Can you do some? Can you talk to somebody and we can figure That's- this out? You know what, dude, if you're asking me to do it personally, I'm going to make it my vendetta right there. We're going to campaign okay. for it right no, there. It would be a black. It would be really cool. It'd be like this little like, I mean, I think so. Because people, there's an audience stuff. Definitely. That's why you're here. I mean, there's definitely a, a valid audience and and uh, it'd be be a cool thing. See, where are they now? Like, I'm starting to I think I'm now at my age. I'm looking like the, the thing behind you, the 
Your arm's covering it. See, there you go. There he is. <laughs> See? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think it, it, when you look at the movie, I think it's set up that Jubilee and Skin are going to take over the Institute one day, given that you guys were prodigious and that you both had like latent psychic powers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. I, I'm here for it. I would love to see you and Heather reprise those roles as like head master and mistress of the Xavier Massachusetts Academy. You know? Wow. wow. I never I never I never thought about that. I never yeah, some that of us more. have been thinking about this movie too much since it aired back <laughs> in the day. No, I mean I remember they did highlight both of our characters, which is pretty cool. Again, for something I didn't audition for, and here I am really had so many different scenes and it was so much fun. I mean, we had stunts. I got to like fall and like, you know, goose poop like for hours and hours trying to catch that football. <laughs> Dude, everyone, everyone in your cast has told me about that infamous day that you guys were shooting and there was like goose or, or peacock, whatever the fuck it was. Peacocks. Poop. There were peacocks. Peacocks. Peacocks peacock poop. poop. Jeremy was not having it. You Only know what best. I mean? Yeah. He had to fall on the floor. He was he was standing up just, you know, blasting us with his voice. But we had to we we I had to catch that ball and fall on the floor. Over yeah, and and wait, over. you told us you had to do it multiple times, multiple takes, right? Yes, because it was hard to catch that ball. It didn't too many didn't do too many sports <laughs> back in the day. I, I do. I play karate. Nobody wants to play with me. Hey, <laughs> I mean, in but, fairness, I could never catch the ball either. So no, it took me a minute. Really, I had to. I was literally. I really did. I was praying. I was, I was like, God, please give me victory today. <laughs> Help me catch this ball. Really, seriously, because I kept missing. They're like, Oh, we could cheat it. We. I said, No, no, no. I, I got it. I got it. And here, it, not knowing now, I know thousands of dollars it costs to to shoot to produce something to do. So, you're hiring people. I mean, the whole nine. It's you know. So anyway. You know, one sure. thing I don't think I asked you, though, last time we had you on the podcast was Matt Frewer. You had the climatic scene with him where you kind of take away. Spoiler. Spoilers. Oh, <laughs> God, that's it. <laughs> okay, that know, isn't the, it the, insane the, that the... we live in a world where we can't talk about something from like so many years ago <laughs> like, because oh, people are upset spoilers? No, there was. There was. We had a super great. That was, again, that it was very... I guess it was very meaningful for me. Um, I mean, Max Headroom, man, I get to, you know, I got to work with him. He's such a, he was kind of, he reminded me a lot of, uh, and he, he's his own person. He has his own talent. But, um, you know, we think about Jim Carrey, like as far as that, like hijinks, like crazy voice. I mean, the dude is like, he's so much fun to watch. Matt Frewer is like, and again, when we sat down, he would be so serious and down to earth and just easy to, talk to guy down to earth wanting to do the best for this world for this you know for for in the environment i remember at the time we would talk about that it meant a lot to do that because you know here he's embodying evil and i'm like i'm gonna just put myself out there to like you know help other people uh like one of my heroes jesus so i, I was just not that i think i was but meaning like here it is a sacrificial act to to help uh others so uh, without giving it away i know it's like a billion years ago it's a um, great movie everyone needs to go check it out it's on youtube multiple versions are on youtube i'm trying to remember the the different kinds i don't were you the one who explained it to me or i think it was probably randall 
I don't know. I had a glass of wine, so and I'm a lightweight, so I'm like, oh, I don't remember <laughs> anything now. But it's on YouTube, and it's such a mm-hmm. fun watch. I, I think the operative word there is fun, and I think when you think about it in the context of the 90s, and we had not seen the X-Men in any significant live-action you know, way, mm-hmm. this movie was ever... I remember, and I was telling this, I think it was to Heather, which is the next morning, I went to school... Everyone at St. Brendan in Miami was talking about that movie. And we were talking about Skin. We were talking about Jubilee. We were talking about Randall, Randall's character, how he was a stand-in for Chamber. Like, even back then, those kind of conversations were happening in a significant way. And again, you guys were the pioneers. You know what I mean? Now, Okay, I have a quiz. quiz okay, go. All right, go. Was it the first Marvel movie? Somebody said the first Latino Marvel hero. I'm like, oh my gosh! Somebody told me that because they know more about comics. Than I, but was there another Marvel TV film or something before? I think someone mentioned. Yeah, I think there there were a couple of projects that already had been live action at that point. I think you know, obviously Hulk, Spider Man. There was you know there were a couple of series out there for it. There was a Fantastic Four movie. As well, that was Spider-Man. sort of out there. I love Spider Man. I want to. Yeah. I love. I want to be Spider Man. Man, you would have been an excellent Spider Man. But you guys, Miles. you guys, dude. Like even right <laughs> now. But you guys were the first X Men live action operative work, it, with the exception of like the Macy's Day Parade. You know what I mean, or whatever. You know, commercials were out there in terms of a narrative and stuff like that. You guys were the first, and you guys killed it i mean listen when i tell you generation x was one of the biggest comics when it was publishing that is not being hyperbolic everyone who engages with the power of x-men podcast knows generation x and you guys are on the map for it so thank you for it wow wow thank thank you thank you paul it's been amazing it's been so much fun so Agustin, tell us what 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 do you have coming up? I know you you just did something with your buddy on Macbeth. Let's hear some of the upcoming projects you have on the yes, horizon. Yes, it's something I worked on. Also, um, I was just actually today we were scout, uh, location scouting for uh, here in Manhattan for something involving drama, comedy, action, martial arts. Something you know, something really fun that I love to. Yeah, as far as me being, I love to to produce and to direct and work with directors. I don't, have to, I don't, I'm not trying to wear all the hats, but, and I'm definitely going to put myself in it. You know, I worked on metal gear with my buddy, Daniel Kennedy, uh, amazing actor, dear friend of mine. He, um, you know, as I was a director producer on that and I did, my only regret is that I didn't put myself in it. I had, I had Evan courageous. He was a WCW wrestler. He was, he was in oh, our cast. He had, he had fight scenes with other folks, with with Daniel I just regret not having a fight scene with me and him. Just, just, just for the, just cause, just cause we could. <laughs> so anyway, like I said, Tangent Man is exiting the building. <laughs> no, no, Tangent Man has an open door on on this podcast. And you know, I was just thinking, like, we need to have you back on not only for a reunion, which I, I'm telling you, after the Thanksgiving holiday, I'm sending out that email. But secondly. Okay. I think we should have you on with like a skin focused issue so you can see what's been going on with skin in the comics because they killed him. They, they, they literally crucified him on the front lawn of the X-Men. We just had the writer who did that, but now he's back. He's alive. So okay. it's I'm, great. I feel kind of 
It's like, uh, I, I crucified. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was like this anti-mutant group that killed him, and they like put him, Jubilee, and some of the other Gen X characters on the front lawn of the X mansion, and he like, he, he died. I know. Do you want to cry? I want to cry. <laughs> we were so so the writer who did it is this really great guy named Chuck Austin, and you know. He felt bad about it at the time. He was you're like, oh, I know. And but now he's back. He's back. Skin is alive in the comics. So it's oh, fine. Dude. He resurrected. Hey, yeah. <laughs> because uh, no, when I saw you, you, you said somehow I saw that you send me or someone sent me that image. You know, I'm like, whoa, that's intense. It I'm was like, intense. Like, skin. He's one of the nicest guys. And he, I mean, he looks gray and scary. But, you know, like like that like that's that's public humiliation that's 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 torture that's you know i don't know it seemed like whoa that's kind of well i mean you know i don't know but now he's back at the hellfire club or excuse me he's back he's at the hellfire gala he has a ponytail too much like you did in moon over miami and he's looking suave he's he's having a good time yeah (laughs) i got okay i got so maybe yeah, dude. That'd be that'd be really cool because you'd be educating me on like what's going on with skin these days. So, dude, it's gonna be a wild weird. time. Wait, so you know, I I obviously know how to reach you, but on on Instagram, on Twitter, any of the social media platforms, how can fans engage with you and let you know how much they they love skin, all your oh, other work? Thanks, thanks. Uh, Instagram, all right, it's Agustin. The way you spell it in Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning. It's- a G U. I tell. I spell it out to people. They're like, "Oh yeah, A U G." No, no, no. A G U S T I N dot N Y C on Instagram, and you'll you'll find me there. That's the best. That's the best way. Well, thanks, sugar. The age of apocalypse is now over, and we'll see you next time. The age of apocalypse is over. For now. <laughs> <laughs>